Welcome to the Married Counselor Show, where we talk about marriage, family, and the business of life. I am Ron Lee. And I am Lexi Lee. We are married. To each other. And are marriage counselors by trade. Welcome to episode 10, 2015. Yeah. Um, episode 9 seems to have disappeared. Yeah, it got lost. It's in the cloud somewhere. It, it's somewhere floating around. We don't know where it went. <laughs> it was a good episode. I think it was our best episode ever. Sorry you missed it, folks. Which is easy to say since no one will ever hear it again. Right? So, <laughs> do you hear my chair squeaking? I do hear your chair squeaking. So you need to find a spot and quit moving around. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you go. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, what it is to make you happy. What makes you happy? Come on, get happy. Come on, get happy. Yeah, like the Partridge family. Oh, uh, the Partridge family. That's Man, that's a long time Come ago. Come on, get happy. Bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, 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 carry a tune in a bucket, right? I'll be happy just to carry a bucket. <laughs> so, so you know, one of those things we're talking about what makes you happy because we see a lot of newlyweds that walk into the door and one of their, not even newlyweds, like couples that are on the year three, year four, year five, year seven, year 10, who walk in the door and they point the finger at each other while they're sitting on the couch and they go, they don't make me happy. Oh, but they used to, you know, in that sickening way when you see like, you know, n- new couples walking in the mall, having their hands in each other's pocket, right? I don't like those people. Well, I do like those people. Those people are great. <laughs> if you're one of those people, but, I'm not talking directly to you. But that feeling doesn't last. No, it fades. It does. And so what, what are you left with? Um, well. Work. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got to work at yeah, your relationship. But we I are, should still be happy, And right? you should be happy. And I think you should, and, you know, and the Bible says you can be happy. And the Bible says... Uh, happiness has to come. I don't know if the Bible says it or not, but happiness has to come from within. It has to be an emotion that you create yourself and that somebody creates around you. So my spouse is not supposed to make me happy. Well, they're not supposed to make you sad, but it's not their job to make you happy. Uh, yeah, it's not. You're right. It, you know, it's your, it's your personal responsibility here we go again with that personal responsibility. Right. Because right? so when, whenever they're sitting on the couch and they're wanting to point their finger, you know, it's that person over there. Really what they, they need to be doing is pointing the finger to themselves and going, what am I adding to right. the problem? What am I doing to fix the problem? What am I? It's all about me. So how do we lose that happy feeling? What happens that, you know, causes us to lose that happy feeling early in the marriage? I think we get busy. We may not lose it early in the marriage, but I mean, that happy feeling we had early in the marriage. It's just that the, uh, the, you know, Bambi would call it Twitter pated. (laughs) That Twitter patedness, it kind of starts to fade away a little bit. Now we start to get to know each other just a little bit better. And the socks begin to pile up next to the dirty clothes hamper. They were pretty close. Only counts in horseshoes. Oh. At least I pick the underwear up off the bathroom floor. You know, I do handle we do I, I do handle some things yeah. properly. But you're right, socks socks sometimes right. on the floor gets to the other person and they're we're not just, on our best behavior anymore. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the honeymoon's over. We're no longer we're being real people. Right. We're, we're not living being life intentional about hey, I want them to like me. Right. Now it's just what you get. That's <laughs> what you get. What was it? I heard a quote one time that said, you know, uh, marriage is about spending an eternity with someone wearing your worst clothes. I don't get it. Because you're no longer dressing up every day. Oh, 
I see. Because, you know, when you were dating, you used to get dressed up all the time. You know, but you're not all the yeah. time. Right. I mean, how many times have you seen me walking around with a T-shirt and you're just like, that needs to go in the trash? <laughs> we won't discuss that right yeah, now. We won't go into that. But, yeah. you know, but th- those those are the kind of things that happen and because we let our guard down. We become com- complacent. Yes. That's a word? That is a word. Just... <laughs> But sure yes, it's what we I do. have a master's degree, people. I really do. <laughs> what does the Bible say about happiness? What does the Bible say about happiness? In context of marriage. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. See, the Bible says we're not marriage is not supposed to make us happy, but marriage is supposed to make us holy. Holy as I am holy. Right. And because it's the Bible supposed the to the Lord, not me. Right. <laughs> So the Bible says, you know, it's uh, our marriage is supposed to make us holy because marriage is supposed to sharpen us and make us better. But sometimes making us better is not a happy feeling. Yeah. So, uh, so if you're sitting here thinking, well, you know, the Bible says I'm supposed to be happy. Nope. It doesn't. Sorry, folks. But you know, but happiness can be a byproduct in your marriage. True, true. It, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be happy, right? It's just that it's not the marriage that's supposed to make you happy. It's not your spouse that's supposed to make you happy, right? So It's not the video game that's supposed to make you happy. Or your kids living vicariously through them that's going to make you happy. It's me, according to you. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> according, according to, to common sense. According really. to common sense and all the books that we yeah. get to read. Yeah. Philippians 4.8 of the uh, NIV has a scripture in there that we like about, you know, about irritants. Oh, about what we should think about and dwell on. Because, you know, when you're married, we're, you know, the socks piling up or the old T-shirts. Or, we're just going to talk about your issues, not mine. I'm apparently but so. Anyway, <laughs> all of those little She's irritants perfect, can steal your joy, right? Steal yes. your happiness. And But when we turn to Philippians 4, eight, one of my favorite verses that I keep saying I'm going to memorize and I, I have it yet. So maybe you folks can hold me accountable to that. But it says, because he's got a, a cheat for me in the show notes. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, what do you mean by think about such things? Well, you know, in the NASB version, instead of think, it says dwell. And I like that word. To dwell. Because, you know, I can think about something, but if I dwell on it. It's like marinating. Yeah. Like a good steak. And it gets better. Yeah, steaks get better when they marinate. Right. So maybe when we focus on the good things, it gets better. Right. And, you know, I really would like for this, you know, to be in the amplified version and that they include, you know, how in the amplified version they uh, give you additional words to help you understand. Yes, it's louder. Yeah, it's amped up. <laughs> anyway, I think that it would be awesome if it said, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things about your spouse Ooh. or about your kids. Right? Because we have that tendency to dwell on the negative stuff. Yeah. You know, like my kid likes to think that her floor is a trash can. <laughs> I don't get that. Reagan Grace, pick up the floor, pick up oh, the trash. Oh, now you called her out by name. I did. <laughs> Use your whole, use the middle name with that. So yeah. that well, that's them. what comes out when we see the floor. That's what Dad's but serious. Anyway, um, but yeah, we we automatically it's our human nature to notice when something's wrong or to notice the negative. But what if we put in some intentionality? I think that's a word. If we were intentional, 
Who am I to correct you? <laughs> if we were intentional about thinking about the good things. All right. Okay. I like that. Yeah. We're going to think about the good things. We're going to think about how I take out the trash for you and you've never had to pick up a piece of trash <laughs> in your life or <laughs> I mow the yard or. I pick up trash. I yes. just don't take it to the curb. Right. Exactly. Right. And I but, have never started a lawnmower. Right. Or, or motocross. I've grass. never seen it. You never ate <laughs> grass. One a, even a blade of grass people has this lady ever mowed. But, you know, it's one of those things that we have to appreciate what our spouse does for us. Yes. And not, not concentrate on the things that our spouse doesn't do for right. us. It's, that, it's like the whole glass is half empty, glass is half full analogy, right? It's not one or the other. It just is. Right. So, yeah, there's some negative things about our spouse, but they're doing some good things, too. And maybe we need to focus on that. Can happiness be genetic? Um, hmm. Well, I could make an argument for it and against it. OK. <laughs> so do you want the for or against? Because I know people that wake up naturally happy. They do. They wake up. They're happy people. They seem to be happy all the time. Life is happy. People. They're cheery. Yeah, you are kind of one of those people. I, I wake up ready to put full sentences together five five a.m. And you? I wake up to drink coffee. Right, and then maybe a couple of hours later, you can do a sentence. Yes. Right? <laughs> so if, if I'm having but, my coffee and I just, and I don't interrupt my wife when she's cheerful in the morning because she just is, she just rambles on, and I look at her and I nod. Right, because we have learned that I wake up talkative and you don't. But that I don't know that that would mean that that would be evidence that I am happier than you are. I just, I feel it first thing in the morning. Talk to me at 10 o'clock at night and you may not be getting the full sentence. Yeah, 10 o'clock at night, you're kind of crashed on the couch. Yeah, I'm not so chipper. My wife has this saying, she'll look at me and go, I'm done. Yes. And that, and she'll say that, she's I'm done. And I know what that means. That means she's done, yes. folks. Children, <laughs> mom is done. Don't ask right. her for anything else. You know, she's done. But that doesn't mean that, you know, because, you know, we know some genetically unhappy people. Yes. There are some people who, who waller in their own misery. Well, or that depression runs in the family. Mm -hmm. And that is not something that you tend to think of as being happy. But, you know, that brings up another point for me about happiness is that, you know, we've been talking about being happy. But really, I think what we're talking about is joy because happiness is about a circumstance. Well, it's not really nice to talk about people when they're not here, Lexi. I wasn't talking about joy. Whatever. Oh, you were talking. Okay, sorry. I, not I a person. I, I, the feeling of joy. Oh, the right? feeling I, of joy. I think really what we should be seeking after, in my personal opinion, is joy versus happiness. Because, again, happiness is related to a circumstance. You're not going to be happy if you have cancer. No. Right? But you can still have joy. Okay. Right? Um. I think joy is one of those words that's hard for a lot of people to really grasp the meaning of. Because happiness can also be wrapped around, with with your statement, I think happiness can also be wrapped around merchandise stuff. Oh, sure. We all have, you know, at some point thought some stuff was going to make us happy. So if I have, so to my gadget guys, the new iPhone is not going to make you happy. And I guarantee you the, the new Windows 10 that's coming out. Is not going to make you happy. <laughs> but maybe it's an improvement over Windows 8. Windows, Windows 8. They, they lost their number nine, too. They did. They did. Like, maybe there's something going on out there in the cloud with, I don't know. With number nine, number nine. Anyway, we digress. Okay. So, But, you know, you got to keep in mind that stuff isn't going to make you happy because those are the things that fade away. Those are the things that are going to get burned up in the end, break, lose. They'll disappear on you. But yes. what? But what will make you happy 
are, you know, positive emotions. You know, what you Can, spoke, joy. Yes. What would be another example of a positive emotion? Uh, another example of a positive emotion. Happiness? No. <laughs> <laughs> Happiness is an emotion. Yeah. How about content? Contentment. Being happy where you're at. Yes. That's like mindfulness. I yes. like I like mindfulness because, you know, it, it's about taking in where you're at, enjoying the moment, not really going in your past or going into your future, but being right there, right then, enjoying the smells, not all of them all the time, but enjoying the smells, the sounds. Fully present. Right? Fully present. And, you know, it's been described that anxiety is when you're dwelling too much in the future and depression is when you're dwelling too much in the past, right? Yeah. And um, can I tell you a little secret trick? Oh, by all means. It's not my original idea. I'm not real sure who I originally got it from, but I'm giving you credit right now. Thank you for letting us steal your stuff wherever you are. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, having to do with mindfulness, right? When you find that you're getting stuck in that anxiety and you're thinking about, you know, what ifs and all of that, what I'll do is I'll close my eyes and I'll just focus on what sounds I can hear. Can I hear a car driving by? Can I hear birds chirping? Can you hear the creaking of my chair? The creaking of the chair. You should just be still. Anyway. (laughs) Um, But just completely grounding myself in the moment. So then I'll start with what I hear. And then what do I feel? How does it feel to sit in the chair that I'm sitting in? How does it feel where I am in the room? And those Anxious thoughts will invade or, or just random thoughts will come in and invade. And I'll just say, oh, wait, I see that thought. You know, I see that hand. I see that thought mm. and let it go on and say, but right now I'm focusing on listening or I'm focusing on where I am in space. And sometimes that can help to like flip the switch so I'm not stuck in that emotion anymore. It also helps if you can do that with your spouse. Okay. When your spouse is talking to you and telling you about their day or something of that <laughs> nature. You don't you don't find yourself drifting off and um, to you know what you did on the ninth hole or you know something that someone said to you. I, I used a guy m- metaphor on that one. That, that wasn't uh-huh. okay, but you know it's one of those where you're like actually there with them, listening to them, having a better understanding of what they're saying to you. Why they may not be able to get the socks into the actual clothes hamper. I'm still waiting for that. that There's reason, no really but, good excuse for but it. But anyway, yes, being fully present with your spouse. Yes, that's can, important. Can help it's you not become on the show happy. Notes, it's not, but we can add those to the show notes as we go along. Yeah. So another thing that uh, you know, having a meaning or a purpose in your life, yes. can bring happiness. Yes, or or joy, right? Joy. Yes, we're using and, joy now. Yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. um, but when we think about the meaning of purpose, it doesn't have to be like this big thing, right? Where you know they put a plaque up because of all this meaning. I deserve a up. plaque. Deserve and get it are two different things. It surely is. Yes. But, you know, maybe your purpose or the meaning for your life is that you're a really great parent for the kids you got. Mm. Right. Leaving that legacy. Right. And that you have raised good citizens, you know, or maybe it's that every day you are putting some happiness, right? Or something, some kind of joy or kindness. Out there. Out there into people's life. That is a great purpose. Yeah. Right. And so I think we stumble sometimes on, oh, I have to have this big purpose. But maybe our purpose really is to spread a little sunshine. There's another song in there, isn't there? I'm not going to sing. Thank you very much. So as we continue on, the sense of accomplishment that you've done something with your life, that you've accomplished something, that also goes along with having a meaning. So 
you have a meaning, you have a goal within yes. your life. Yes. And then once you come to the to the end of that goal, that accomplishment will give you a great feeling. I mean, it releases so many different brain chemicals. It's just amazing. Yeah, so I mentioned brain chemicals. You should be happy about that. <laughs> Can you name which ones? No. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Gotcha. Not my job. But then so and then we have positive relationships with others. Yes. Yes. So those friendships um, that we invest in, that can certainly help us to have more joy in our lives, right? Having a positive, a focus on positive, dwelling on good things, relationship with our spouse can give us joy, but it's not their job. No. Right? And it doesn't necessarily have to be your spouse. You yeah. can be having positive relationships with family members. You can have positive relationships with... Um, the ladies' Bible study group. The ladies' Bible study group. Or the men's Bible study group, or you know, or the some golf, neighbor, the or, golf buddies, or yeah. it can be anybody that you have a positive relationship in. Somebody who gets you and doesn't judge you, um, and just kind of accepts you as you are—that's a positive relationship. That's right? awesome stuff, right? Now they may not do those things a hundred percent of the time, right? But more so than other. So a quick recap: It's not your spouse's job to make you happy. It's your own responsibility. It is. And you have to own that responsibility. But you have to realize what you're bringing to the table to your spouse. And what you focus on, what you look for is what you find. Yeah. Right. So, so those are the kind of things that we, we talked about today. We really hope you got some good information from this. And if you're looking for more information from Ron and Lexi or would like some individual counseling from us, you can find us at LeeCounselingServices.net or at TexasMarriageRetreat.com. And great blogs, great information. Come and check us out.